0: Well, good morning, everyone. Trust that you're having a great week. Today, we're going to continue in our series of messages titled, A Hopeless End or an Endless Hope. And I want to talk to you today about hope in the storm within this series of messages that we are looking at. Last week, we looked at a moment in the disciples' lives where they had come to a hopeless place. They were really afraid. Sudden changes were occurring all around them. And everything seemed so uncertain, unstable, and unpredictable. They were really at a point of confusion and certainly in great need. Matthew chapter 14 sets the scene out very clearly for us by describing the storm that they were caught in. Let me read it to you from Matthew chapter 14, from verse 22 to verse 33. It says this, Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up On the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came he was alone. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went to them. Walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled saying it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying be of good cheer it is I do not be afraid and Peter answered him and said Lord if it is you command me to come to you on the water so he said come and when Peter had come down out of the boat he walked on the water to go to Jesus but when he saw that the wind was boisterous He was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, truly you are the son of God. What? An incredible night, a night that was full of uncertainty, a night that was full in many ways of fear and confusion. But into this hopeless moment, into this dark moment in the disciples' lives, where all hope had seemed to have been lost, Jesus comes in the middle of their storm and shows them that he is Lord. Shows them that he can use the very storm and the fear that they face as a means to bring order into their disorder and hope into their hopelessness. Now, today, as we get into this message, I want to begin by reminding us of the three messages that we've been focusing on that come from this stormy situation that the disciples were in. And it's going to encourage us in the storms sometimes that we often face, the circumstances that suddenly come our way. These messages, I believe, are going to encourage us like they were encouraged on the night when Jesus intervened into that hopeless moment, that hopeless situation that they faced. Firstly, we said that Jesus uses the storms of life as a means of transportation to us. Jesus uses the storms of life as a means of transportation to us. Now, we covered this well last week, but it's an incredible message. It really is. No matter how big the storm might be, No matter how uncertain things might get. No matter what circumstance or crises you or I are facing. There is no storm that can ever separate us from the loving care and the intervention of Jesus. There is no storm that can ever separate us from his presence. There is no hopeless moment that he cannot reach us in. And we looked at that well last week. And I trust that it encourages you. Because there is no situation or circumstance that you or I will ever face. That will ever be able to separate us from him being involved in it. Now secondly... The next message that we are going to look at and we're going to concentrate on this message today that we see coming from this dark storm that the disciples were in is how Jesus allows the storms of life to test us and take us to a new level of trust in him. And then thirdly, next week, what we're going to look at is how Jesus uses the storms of life as a means of great testimony for us. But let's think about this second message today from this storm that the disciples faced on this night that they were in. Of how Jesus allows the storms of life to test us. And take us to a new level of trust in him. You know, storms by nature are usually very sudden. They're unpredictable. They're disconcerting. And none of us by choice would ever head towards a storm. Especially when we face stormy circumstances. When suddenly a crisis arises in our lives. None of us by choice would want to go and face those stormy situations that very often our lives can become engulfed by. We would want to avoid them. We would want to go around them. You see, storms very often leave us feeling very isolated and overpowered. And usually, all of the internal Alarm bells within our emotions start to go off when we face those stormy circumstances of life. Emotions like fear, anxiety, panic, confusion. Today you may be feeling some of those feelings. Some of those alarm bells internally within your emotions may be going off causing you to be at that place of confusion. Well, the great news is this, that in every storm, Jesus uses it to test us, to deepen our level of trust, to take us to a new place of trust in him. And whilst we can get left feeling fearful, whilst we can be panicking, God is at work in all of that to take us into a deeper place in Him. When we experience the storms of life, very often we also hear the sound of the storm's voice that is very condescending and very overpowering. And it says things like, Where are you going to go now? What are you going to do? How are you going to get through this? You haven't got what it takes. This, this circumstance, this crisis is going to take you out. You are finished. This is the language. This is the sound. This is the speech of the storm very often that is very overpowering. And we know who's behind that voice. We have an adversary, the devil, that tries to thwart the word and the plan and the purpose that Jesus has for us. But in the face of every storm, even in the face of that very aggressive voice, that sound of the storm that swirls all around us, in the all of that, we can look into the face of the storm and know that our Saviour is at hand. We really can. Because He comes into the midst and into the middle of every storm that we face and brings order and brings peace and brings calm. That is our expectation. That is our confidence that as we look into the face of a situation that might seem out of control, when we look into the face of a circumstance that may seem so Uh, disorderly and and violent in many ways, kind of throwing us around in all kinds of different directions, causing us to be confused. We can look in confidence knowing that Jesus is our saviour and he comes into the midst of every storm and brings order and calm and peace. Jesus had said to his disciples on the shore, you are going over to the other side. And when they obediently left the shore, on the basis of what he had said, everything came to challenge and oppose the word that Jesus had spoken to them, that they were holding on to. Through this, Jesus would test them and take their trust to a brand new level. Let me read to you again from Matthew chapter 14, verses 24 and verse 25. It says this, But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, Tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Verse 24 says that they were in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now, I picked up on this a little last week, but it's important for me to say this again. The disciples' obedience got them off the shore, into the boat, and to the middle of the sea. But it couldn't take them any further. You see, obedience alone can't take you beyond that middle place where the storm brings everything to a standstill. And that's where these disciples were at. We could commend them for their obedience. Their obedience had taken them into the middle of the sea, but now faced with this storm, faced with these opposing elements of nature that were trying to break down this word that Jesus had sent them out with, they could go no further. We said that, It's in this place of being in the middle where we can't go back or on to where we need to go that questions can often arise. We can ask the questions when we come into the storms of life like, have we been obedient? Did we hear right? Have we listened to God's voice? Listen, the Holy Spirit wants to encourage you today. He wants to encourage your heart because many of us are facing storms and the, and the storms that you face are not as a result of your disobedience. No, it's because you've been obedient that you're, that you're in what you're in. Very often we make the mistake of thinking that our obedience to Jesus brings peace. Our obedience to God's word brings calm. But Jesus never said that. Very often the opposite is true. Our obedience very often to God's word can bring trouble, can bring contrary circumstances, can bring a storm down upon us and around us to oppose the very word that we're stepping out to obey. Jesus, in fact, tells us very clearly that when we receive his word, that trouble will arise to oppose it. Listen to what he says in the latter part of Mark's gospel. Mark chapter 4, verse 17. The latter part of verse 17 says this. Jesus' words, "'Tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake. In other words, when you're being obedient to his word, when you've received his word of instruction into your heart and you're stepping out in faith, that's when opposition comes. That's when you face some of your biggest challenges, your biggest troubles. That's when the storm sets in. Not when you're being disobedient, but when you're being obedient, when you're in a position of following his word of instruction for your life. Tribulation and persecution arise because of the word that you hold in your heart. It comes as a result of God's word being received into your life. Just think about the imagery around these words that Jesus uses. The word tribulation means to Face great trouble and distress to come face to face with a crushing weight that's bigger than your ability to carry. Or the images around that word persecution is equally as challenging. It means being aggressively opposed. Facing severe hostility or coming under attack from all sides. And all of this because you've received God's word into your heart. All of this because you've stepped out obediently in your walk to follow Christ. No, very often when we're obedient, it doesn't secure our peace. It doesn't secure our comfort in relation to life, very often, no, very often, life turns on us. Very often, circumstances come against us. Very often, the, the forces in that spiritual realm come to face us when we step out and obediently go forward with God's word. But when Jesus has spoken his word to us, it will never fail. He had said to these disciples that they were going to go to the other side. And they headed out to go to the other side. And when they could go no further... When all of their power and all of their ability and all of their combined strength together could not combat the storm that they were in. That's when Jesus came to their aid to fulfill his word that he had spoken to them. He'll fulfill that promise that he's given you. You might set out obediently to walk in it but then when life comes against you you will not have the power to take it to the next place that Jesus wants you to go but in that moment when you feel powerless that's when your savior will come right into the midst of that trying time and take you to the next place that he has declared you will go he really will And then next, verse 25, makes the point of telling us that it was in the fourth watch of the night when this storm took place, when Jesus came to them. The fourth watch of the night. What does the Bible mean when it makes that remark? Well, the fourth watch of the night was the darkest moment. Remember now, our point here is how Jesus allows the storms of life to test us and take us to a new level of trust in him. The storm that they were in, the storm that was swirling all around them, the storm that had stopped them and brought so much confusion was in the darkest moment of the night. Trust is deepened when your obedience to God's word is being opposed. Trust in Jesus is deepened when you have no ability within yourself to get beyond the circumstances that you are facing. Trust is deepened in the darkest, lowest moments of life where everything seems against all hope, but In hope, you believe. And that's what happened in this moment when Jesus intervened. They were in a hopeless situation in the middle of the sea, in the darkest moment of the night. All hope was gone. Everything was against hope, but hope came walking on the sea. And in hope, they believed in him and he brought order. And he brought clarity for all of the confusing things that they were facing. These things should encourage us. These things should inspire us because our Lord of the storm comes to us in exactly the same way. No storm will separate you from his care. No storm will ever exclude you from his involvement in your life. The Bible says that the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Don't ever forget that. Always believe that and be assured of his assistance and his intervention in those darkest moments of life. No light to see, struggling what to do. These disciples were surrounded by chaos. But that is when Jesus arrived in the darkest of moments. In Acts chapter 16, we read about the Apostle Paul. And I want us to turn our attention here now for the remaining time that we have this morning. Because he encountered a similar storm that was equally aggressive in a different way to these disciples In Acts chapter 16, we read about Paul. He's on his second missionary journey and he's heading to Asia with his team. When suddenly, the Holy Spirit speaks and forbids him to go to Asia. So, they wait on God, not knowing what God is going to say and how God is going to direct. And then Paul through a vision, receives a word from God and it becomes clear to him that they have to change direction and head to Macedonia. Macedonia. Paul receives the word and obeys. Look at Acts chapter 16 verse 10 with me. It says this. Now after he, Paul, had seen the vision, immediately... We sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Look at the words here that are used about the action that Paul takes as soon as he receives this new directive from the the Holy Spirit for their lives. The word of the Lord He says, it says, now after he had seen a vision, immediately, what an amazing word, what an amazing action Paul takes. I love that word, immediately. There's no delay, no counting the cost, no weighing up the odds. Immediate obedience Paul gives to the word of God that comes to him. The word of direction, the word of instruction. The word of revelation to change course and go to Mesopotamia, not to, or sorry, to Macedonia, not to Asia. And immediately he attends to that instruction. But just like the disciples, as Paul receives that word into his heart and follows it, his obedience gets opposed. His obedience gets Objective, uh, objected. And trouble, persecution, and tribulation arise as a result of the obedience that Paul takes. Because when they get to Philippi, one of the main cities in Macedonia, a huge storm erupts right in the middle of their journey was Paul being disobedient no he was being obedient and as a result of his obedience tribulation persecution arose because of the word this wasn't a storm at sea that Paul was facing in Philippi it was a circumstantial storm that raged all about them. Let me read to you from Acts chapter 16 verses 22 and verse 24 that really described the storm that Paul and Silas headed into as they obeyed the word of God. It says this, verse 22 to verse 24. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in Stocks, Just like the disciples, Paul and Silas had been obedient to God's word. They changed direction. They'd followed his instruction. The revelation that they had received, Paul had received, he immediately attended to. He didn't delay. But now in the middle of being obedient... Fierce opposition comes and they're thrown into prison and there's no way out. But what we see happening in this dark night that they were facing in this prison is a trust that's on a wonderful level. They are trusting Jesus. They are placing their faith in him in the middle of their storm. In the inner prison, where it's completely impossible to get out of. Against all hope, in hope, these men are believing. When everything is as good as dead, they grow strong in faith. And in the darkest hour, in the midnight moment in that cell... In the face of the storm, when it's at its fiercest, Paul and Silas begin praying and praising and singing hymns to God. Acts chapter 16, verse 25, you have probably read this before and know the words well, says this. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. That is victory. That really is being in the thick of the storm. Being in a situation that is completely unpredictable. Being in a situation where the storm is is swelling and swirling all around you. But in the midst of it, you know. That Jesus, your Lord, is Lord of every storm, Lord of every circumstance, Lord of every crisis. This is the faith that these men had. You know, I thought, I wonder what hymn or hymns they were singing that night. With their backs bleeding, having been beaten with rods. I wonder what songs they were singing that the prisoners were listening to. Maybe they were singing Psalm 46, verse 1 to 4, where it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble therefore we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea though its waters roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with its swelling there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God the holy place of the tabernacle of the most high maybe they were singing those wonderful Words that had been penned by the psalmist in his stormy moment of life God is our refuge and our strength, an ever present help in times of trouble. Do you know as they prayed? And as they praised God, verse 26 of Acts chapter 16 says this, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed praying and praising God in the middle of the storm in the darkest moment the midnight hour of the night deliverance came and that that prison shook with the power of God through an earthquake and all the doors were opened as a result the jailer the Philippian jailer was saved him and his household came to Christ and were baptized that very night paul and silas come away from that situation they must have been thinking wow what an incredible encounter what an incredible intervention By God, as we prayed, as we prayed, it was completely impossible for us to get out of that inner prison. And yet in the darkest moment when we praised, when we prayed, when we kept our hope in him, when all hope seemed to be gone, that's when he delivered us. That's when he set us free. That's when he intervened. Do you know it's the same for us? It really is. In these closing moments today, let me say this to you. Maybe the answer for us, the way through the storm is giving praise to God, is opening our mouths in great prayer of expectation for him to come through. Maybe when Everything's against our hope, in hope, let's praise him. When everything's against our hope, in hope, let's pray those great prayers of expectation. And like I said last week, a storm may be raging in your body, whereby you're believing God to, to, to give you the health that you need. To sustain your days, I'm telling you, he's going to come into that storm. And I believe that you are going to receive the healing that you need right in that darkest moment. And he's going to bring you on through. That's the God that we serve. It really is. And even though everything about your situation might seem hopeless, it's amazing what hope, endless hope can do in the most hopeless of moments. It really is. Keep praying, child of God. Keep believing. It may be in your business. You've looked at all the spreadsheets. You've calculated all the figures and all of the numbers and there seems to be a downturn and there may be a downturn. Let's believe God together that God is going to turn things around. Never forget he's the one that can take just five loaves and a few fish and feed multitudes by it. He's the one that can tell Peter to go and catch a fish and bring money from the fish's mouth to pay taxes. Jesus is the one that walks in the midst of the storms, in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the circumstances. And he can bring a way where there is no way. He can make a way where there is no way. He really can in your business to, to give you favour and to really bring blessing In these times of crisis, you're a child of God and you're going to prosper and you're going to be strong and you're going to come on through even amidst this dark time in which we live. Or it could be in your home. Circumstances may have turned, situations may have arisen and peace may have gone from your home and it feels awkward and it feels difficult. Listen, in the midst of all of the uncertainty, obey God's word. Stay strong. Keep following him. He's going to come. He's going to come. The very things that we fear are going to be a vehicle for him to walk on. It's going to be a means of transport for him to come right into the middle of your situation and bring order and bring peace. It really is. Let us in the face of all of the circumstances that seem to be so set against the hope that we hold in our heart. Let's remain in hope, believing, strengthened in faith because God is going to fulfill his word in our lives. Amen. Jesus, Jesus uses the storms, of life to test us, to take us to a new level of trust in him. As you come through this storm, when you're on the other side, you are going to know a whole new level of trust, a whole new level of depth to your faith because you've seen him not only walk on your storm, but still it for you. Amen. Let me comfort you with these words today. Lyrics written by Elisha Hoffman. And think about them. Let them become the expression of your life. Maybe you'll recognize them when I read them to you. Words from a song that says this. What a fellowship. What a joy divine, leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine, leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarm. Leaning, leaning, leaning on The everlasting arms. Oh, how sweet to walk. In this pilgrim's way, leaning on the everlasting arms. Oh, how bright the path grows from day to day. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What have I to dread? What have I to fear? Leaning on. The everlasting arms. I have blessed peace with my Lord so near. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Child of God, remember that it is impossible for you to ever come to a hopeless end in life. Because Jesus, endless hope lives inside of you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for your word to us. Lord, we thank you that you use the very storms that we face as a means of transportation to us, as a means of revealing yourself to be Lord of the circumstances, Lord of the storms. Lord, we want to thank you for that. We truly do. And whilst very often we feel afraid, whilst very often we get panicked and make decisions, sometimes we regret. Lord, we thank you that you never give up on us. We thank you that you use the storms of life to test us so that we might come into a deeper place, a deeper level of trust in you. And Lord, some of us today may be facing storms. We may be afraid. We may be confused. And like those disciples, we may be at the darkest moment. The darkest place in our lives. Because we've stepped out to be obedient to you and follow you. Lord, I know. I know that you do not leave us. I know, Lord as do your people, that you never separate yourself from us. You never leave us cornered by the storm or shrouded by the darkness, but you come on the very fears that we face, using it as a vehicle to get to us. And Lord, through this storm and storms like it that we go through in life, we thank you that every single situation that we face, every circumstance that we undergo, Lord, we thank you that a deeper place of trust is developed in our lives as a result of the storms that we see happening around us. Jesus, I pray for your people and I ask you for them to know That you are Lord of the storm. For them to know, Lord Jesus, that not only do you use the storms of life as a means of transportation. Not only do you use the storms of life to develop a deeper place of trust. But Lord also, outside of the storm and beyond it, you give us wonderful testimonies to proclaim for your glory as a result of the storms we have come through. Lord, we ask you for your peace and your comfort right now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I trust that you've received that word today. I trust that it's strengthened your heart and encouraged you. No matter what we go through, there is no storm. That can ever separate us from his loving care. Amen. I just want to give you just some final announcements today. Just to remind you. Listen, don't forget we've got our um operation christmas child still happening with the shoe boxes i know many of you took shoe boxes and you're filling them up feel free to drop them off at the church also check out the website if you can't get out to the shops but you still want to do um, a christmas shoe box appeal for a child um that is is in another nation we would love for you to be involved in that you can go online and just fill out the details there and um, uh, the, the the operation christmas child will take uh, your details and they will uh, make sure that that shoe box goes to the child that you choose but listen have a wonderful week stay in prayer stay praising God because in every storm he comes as Lord of it to bring us on through amen God bless you have a great week God bless